Welcome to another sermon podcast from Central Presbyterian Church in Atlanta, Georgia. This episode will feature a sermon delivered by the Rev. Kate Culver. The sermon is based on scripture from Isaiah chapter 60, verses 1 through 6, and Mark chapter 1, verses 4 through 11. Central Sunday morning service for the 7th of January, 2024, the second Sunday of Christmas, was streamed to our website, our Facebook page, and our YouTube channel. A complete video or sermon audio replay of this service may be found on cpcatlanta.org. Select the upper right menu, and then Sermons Under Worship. Our second text today um, is from the Gospel of Mark, the first chapter, verses 4 through 11. Listen now for the word of God for you and for me. So John the baptizer appeared in the wilderness, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And the whole Judean region and all the people of Jerusalem were going out to him and were baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. Now John was clothed in camel's hair with a leather belt around his waist and he ate of locust and wild honey. And he proclaimed, The one who is more powerful than I is coming after me, and I am not worthy to stoop down and untie the strap of his sandals. I have baptized you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. And in those days, Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And just as he was coming up out of the water, he saw the heavens torn apart and the spirit descending like a dove upon him. And a voice came from the heavens, you are my son, the beloved. With you, I am well pleased. Holy wisdom, holy word. Thanks be to God. Well, what an interesting day it is, liturgically. It is, after all, a Sunday where we get to not only celebrate Epiphany, but we also get to talk about the baptism of the Lord. Cool. Well, and as most of you have figured out by now, um, I'm just a little bit of a nerd. And when the DAPNC interviewed me, they soon found out I love not only celebrating liturgical anniversaries of non-liturgical events, uh, but I have a deep fondness for the Revised Common Lectionary. So today I use the Old Old Testament lectionary text for Epiphany and the Gospel text from the baptism of our Lord. Okay, take it easy. Now, when we read them together, I realize these texts create this perfect storm to talk about wayfinding in the dark of the wilderness. So if you will indulge me, uh, I would like to start with a little bit of story about uh, some of the wilderness that I have faced. My son was born in August of 2019. I had just finished up my clinical pastoral education internship at the Children's Healthcare of Atlanta. And the very next night, Truman came earthside. He's a beautiful boy. And the night was filled with overwhelming joy and hope and love. And the next few weeks were just about as you would expect. There wasn't much sleep being had by anyone. And good golly, I was tired. But I was so happy and blessed to be with this precious little soul and have him in my life. Now, about six weeks in... We were at a regularly scheduled doctor's appointment, and our pediatrician suspected he had something going on with his eyes. He wasn't really tracking, and uh, we referred to a specialist, and then another, and then another. 
And there were countless tests and even two surgeries. And at the end of his final surgery, the surgeon came in and simply said, not good news, I'm afraid. I don't remember much after that, but we learned Truman is blind. He's never going to see. He has a very rare genetic condition that may actually cause more losses down the road. Now, you can imagine this was a devastating blow to his first-time parents. There were and are so many questions, and there are just not answers. And I can say with certainty, it was a wilderness like I have never experienced before. I was left feeling very alone. Y'all, I have known the wilderness. Now, when we look at the Isaiah text that Jimena read for us just now, we learn about a different kind of wilderness. To put it in context, the Israelites are just coming back from exile in Babylon, and keep in mind, they have never seen their homeland. They've only heard about it from their grandparents. So let's put ourselves in their shoes and imagine how devastating it would be to return to a city of ruin and decay when you were expecting the land of milk and honey. Still, the prophet is hopeful. Arise, shine. For your light has come and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. Meaning, even though things are hard, impossible, hopeless, run down, needs a lot of work, oh, children of Israel, the state of your home is not what you expected. Y'all got a broke down house. You cannot see the end or how it will be. You don't know what it'll look like. But you do know that the glory of the Lord is upon you. God is your light. God is the glory, is the brightness of dawn. God will continue to be there, to be the light, to light your hearts and show you the way, and you will flourish, and great riches will come to you. Take heart, my children. Take heart. Well, we read this text today because it's associated with epiphany. It's sort of a prophecy of sorts. Just a reminder, I know... Courtney Ann just reminded us what Epiphany is, but it is the time when the Magi arrive to greet the Christ child after their trip through the wilderness. The prophet writes, lift your eyes up, look around. We can think of that star guiding the Magi through the wilderness to that humble stable in Bethlehem, looking up, hearts open, open to the night air, breathing in the beauty of the darkness, moving towards the luminous light, the powerful mystery ahead, the light of the world. You see, if Jesus Christ is that light, the light of the world, hint, he is, uh, then it makes sense that Epiphany is all about accessing the gift of the light far off in the wilderness. And then we have another kind of text, another kind of wilderness, Just a little background on Mark. Uh, Mark was believed to be the first account among the other Gospels. And as the supposed first Gospel, it was considered a new genre because it doesn't fit in any other box. In other words, Mark is Mark. Mark is unique. And I personally have always had a particular fondness for Mark, mostly because of this text. It is lyrical. It is descriptive. And often quoted piece of scripture It kind of has it all. It has Jesus and John the Baptist and baptism and the Holy Spirit and wilderness and prophecy. 
In the beginning of this chapter, which we did not read today, but Shannon preached on it earlier in Advent, um, it calls back to Isaiah and tells us to prepare the way for the voice crying out in the wilderness. And then the piece we had today tells us about the wild man, John the Baptist. He's dressed like a prophet from the olden days and baptizing people in the River Jordan. He eats of locust and wild honey. And the way Mark describes the scene is tactile. Like the rest of Mark, the baptism of Jesus contains the raw stuff that make up our experience as human beings. The feel of the camel hair, the stickiness of the honey. It all reminds us of our elemental and instinctive selves, our feeling selves, and maybe we find ourselves in that crowd. Maybe we're confessing our sins with John wanting to change our hearts and our minds. Like the Israelites and the Magi, this is a turning point in people's lives, the confession of sin and the forgiveness that goes with it. When we dwell in the darkness, the light will show us the way. The heavens will open and God will light will show, and God will show up. It's a theophany. It's a physical manifestation of the divine. It is a revelation. The Holy Spirit descends like a dove. And this is the kind of theophany that we all need, isn't it? Humanity needed it then, and humanity needs it now. We need that light and the darkness. We need that manifestation of God. And just like the crowd by the Jordan River, I think on some level, we all need to change our hearts and our minds Because, friends, on some level, I think we're all in the wilderness. All of us, and it's okay, we're in good company. Maybe our wilderness is struggle with addiction. Maybe it is loss of a loved one. Maybe it's a learning challenge or a lack of resources where you need it the most. Maybe it's a struggle with mental health or depression or anxiety. Or maybe it's fear or shame or guilt The list just goes on. Maybe it's a feeling that we're all alone out here in the world. Maybe we're all lonely. Maybe we're all searching. So I ask you, where is God in all of this? Well, luckily, Mark lays it out for us, doesn't he? Because the heavens rip open and the spirit descends like a dove. And I love the imagery of this verse. In the other accounts of Jesus' baptism in Luke and John, the heavens simply open, and the Greek word used is anoigo, that is to open. But in Mark, the language is different, and it's much more powerful. The heavens don't just anoigo, they don't just open, they schizo. It's Greek for rip. It means to literally break, to split, to tear, and it sounds just a little bit violent, doesn't it? Or at least that it takes some amount of work on God's part. And it's done with certainty. And when this happens, we see God. We hear God speak. God makes God's self known. And at this moment, everything changes. The barrier between heaven and earth has been broken, and the Spirit descends on Jesus, on, on Jesus and God walks among us. God is there at the Jordan. God is with us all when we are in our darkest and loneliest hours. God is with us, so we are never alone. We are never alone. You are never alone. And my son is four years old now, and he has grown to be even a brighter light in my life.
aside from being a hilarious person, just like his mom. He is clever and loving. He feels things deeply, and when he smiles, it lights my way. But parenthood isn't easy. It's not easy for anyone. And much of the last four years have been searching in the wilderness how to parent, navigating systems, figuring out providers. Gosh, preschool, oh my gosh. But I'm doing my best as a parent to hold things together, to throw, and you throw a worldwide pandemic in the middle of it, and I was feeling pretty weary. And through it all, through those tough times, my instinct was to put my head down and push through, push through with all my might. And I could feel myself go deeper and deeper inside if I just need to get through blank. If I can make it through blank, then I can relax. Until one day, in the darkness, I caught just a little spark, hope. It was the smallest thing, it was a flicker really. But it caught my attention and I looked up. I looked up, I looked out of myself. And I lifted my eyes and I became aware of the world around. And it's funny when you start to become the world around you, your heart opens. You begin to see the world beyond the darkness and like the Magi, moving through the dark hearts, the, the darkness to the mystery, all while looking up, you look around and you see that you are not alone. And I did. I saw my family and my dear friends, and I saw my neighbors and my church, and I found community that makes me feel loved and looked after. I hear the birds and the wind and the ocean and the trains in the distance, and my heart is wide open. It was always there. I just needed to look up to see it. These last years have been filled with beauty and mystery and wonder and grief and joy. Things do not look the way that we thought they would, but guess what? They never do. But they are beautiful, and there is light. And sometimes we have to go into the wilderness to see that light, to see that God is with us, to know that God is with us, to feel that God is with us. And when we do, it changes everything. We are transformed. And this transformation is filled with wonder. Friends, God is with us in our wilderness. And our wilderness is vast, and our lives and our grief can be overwhelming. But we believe in a God that will rip the heavens open to be with us. And when God does this, all of our grief can be transformed into wonder. And isn't that something? All we need to do is look up to see it. For the sake of the gospel, for the sake of the world. Amen. We are glad you joined us for this podcast from Central Presbyterian Church. Central is a welcoming congregation of the Presbyterian Church USA located in downtown Atlanta across from the state capitol. For more information about the life, work and ministries please visit our website at cpcatlanta.org. We also invite you to join us for worship and Sunday school and experience this exciting and diverse body of believers who seek to be bearers of God's justice in the world. Thanks again for listening.